Yeah. No. Yeah. No, yeah. No, yeah, no, no. Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah. No. What do yeah. We, I, I don't, I've never, I, you, no. Yeah. No, yeah. No, yeah, that really oh, hey. kind of grosses me out. That was so organic. Thank you. Hi, I'm Katie, and in the immortal words of Charo, many people think I'm an idiot, but I think I'm a genius. Hi, I'm Molly, and I can't afford Botox, which is why all these syringes are full of old sausages. Which is a joke that will make sense later on in this episode. God. <laughs> I'm so glad that you quoted Charo because she's one of the people who I really look up to when I want to think of someone who's aging gracefully. Yeah. And in this episode, we're talking about that very topic. The green demon itself, age. Yeah. As we're talking, uh, Katie will share a picture on Instagram. Oh, God, my microphone. <sighs> Um, but she is, she's wearing a gorgeous mask, which she has to leave on her face for exactly the length of this episode. So. I ha- yeah, this is the, <laughs> and to, when we say mask, we mean a face mask because I still get confused. I had a friend tell me I made a mask and I was like, oh my God, what kind? Banana, oatmeal, honey. And she was like, a f- to cover for COVID, you right. ask. And so <laughs> be aware, this is a her pimples. <laughs> so as soon as it cracks, we have to stop recording. So if this episode suddenly stops, you'll, you'll know why. So, okay. So wh- for this episode, I wanted to, us to dive into our feelings around aging. And I found myself as I was reading and re- researching, focusing on really shallow uh, areas. Mm-hmm. Like it's all about looks in this episode. And I wish that I had thought of more important things to talk about, but unfortunately, this is top of mind, I think, for me and I assume for a lot of other women. And we'll get into why that is, but we all know why. We mostly know why. I'm not going to patronize you, the listeners. We all know it's men. (laughs) I, uh, I I remember my aunt telling me about aging, it's your face or your ass. Oh, you heard that expression? No. So uh, I've looked it up, and the actual quote is from French actress Catherine Deneuve. And she said, a 30-year-old woman must choose between her bottom or her face. A 30-year-old woman? A 30-year-old woman, because that's when, you know. Oh, that's when that was old? Well, that's when traditionally I feel like it's like, once you're 30, it's over for you gals. <laughs> I know that we're moving away from that, but that was not, this, this is no, not you're right. that was news era. That was old, shrew age at a point. Old, shrew wisdom. Uh, and the idea being that as you get older, your face starts to kind of sink and get more sallow looking. Uh, and so if you want to have a nice full face, you have to give up being especially slim um, or you can choose to stay like tight and taut and gristly and sinewy, but then you have to just know that your face is going to show your age more. Yeah, this my, is true. My parents always uh, like to point out that they're less wrinkly than people their same age. They're both in their early 60s, and uh, they always say the fat fills out the wrinkles. 
It does. I have probably one of the fullest little cheeks in town. Okay. I wouldn't give them up to have a thinner face. I will say no, that. No, certainly not. Um, I will say that this is also, I think, why this is top of mind for me is because, so I'm 32, uh, already in face, oh. bottom, bottom face territory. Mm-hmm. And I have noticed, I think in this last year has probably aged a lot of us considerably. Yeah. And I have this is the first year that I've really noticed like fine lines around my eyes. And uh, what I've learned are called 11 lines on your uh, glabella, which is the smooth space between your eyebrows. Oh. Those two little frown lines, or most people do. You probably don't. No, I might. But I have smile lines. Yeah. Like around, which who cares? Yeah, and I have like yeah on my forehead and uh like my hair this past year has gotten quite gray, <laughs> not quite gray but like it's had a rough I've, year, guys. I've had I have so many more gray hairs. I don't really, it doesn't keep me up at night, but you know it does make me think about you know where 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 where's it all going? Uh, we talked more about this in the motherhood episode. All of my concerns about aging are like, will I ever reproduce? That kind of thing. Though, researching this episode, I did see uh, Janet Jackson gave birth at age 50. I'm telling you, as I said last episode, it's going to happen. Well, sure. But even outside of, like, my own... Uh, I'm saying 60 is not such a cool age to have a baby. Right. do it, pop them out, whatever. Yeah. Um, I did look up, so most women reach menopause, the average age, I believe in the U.S., according to the Mayo Clinic, is 51. The average oh. age, I think that's when menopause is pretty much done. It's, it's like a, a process that often takes years that usually starts in your 40s or 50s. My mom, I remember all of her severe hot flashes. Yeah screaming how hot she was and then running into the snow and me- the snow melting around her basically she fully ran into the oh snow. yeah she used to dive into the snow really yeah really bad hot flashes and i'm i think we also just run hot i feel like i'm always warm yeah and uh i fear i will suffer those as well yeah i also run hot and i also wake up sweaty and i psych myself out and think like, it's starting. You're having hot flashes. <laughs> You're just a, a hot sleeper. I'm a, I'm a hot, hot sleeper. I'm a hot potato in the sack. Let me tell you. <laughs> Hello, your friends. As all girls want to be. I don't know. I wish I hadn't said that. Okay. So, uh, so I, oh, I found a very interesting uh, lawsuit, a local lawsuit, a New York lawsuit about uh, age discrimination in the workplace mm. uh, that I wanted to start us off with. Six anchor women recently sued NY1 uh, over age discrimination. Have you ever watched NY1 or do you know what yeah, it is? Yeah, I have when I was in New York. Yeah. So I've never watched it because like so many millennials, I don't really watch normal news. I yeah. just see if any YouTubers will deign to tell me about what's going on in the world and beyond that, you know, I'm hoping yes, they will. <laughs> um, so, so, uh, there were six anchor women who sued the news corporation for age discrimination. Uh, Roma Tor was one of the, or sorry, maybe it's Torre, 
one of the channel's lar uh, longest serving anchors um, at the time of the lawsuit uh, had been with NY1 for 27 years. And they kept, in, uh, in an interview with the New York Times, she said that we feel we're being railroaded out of the place. Um, basically saying that uh, they had kept moving them from like less preferable, less, uh, less popular slots in favor of younger women and men. Yeah. Um, and she also said, men age on TV with a sense of gravitas and we as women have an expiration date. And I feel like that really sums it up, like the feeling that there's an expiration date looming over your head, even though I know that's not true. And there are a lot of things in life that give me a lot of satisfaction and joy that have nothing to do with how wrinkly my face is. But just culturally, I think that a lot of us have that sense. Yeah, I a quote I really like about age is when Amy Poehler and Tina Fey, too, gorgeous women, middle-aged women, when they were uh, presenting at the Golden Globes, Meryl Streep was up for something and Tina Fey said, proving that there's roles for any Meryl Streeps over 40. And it was just, but because it does seem to be still probably pretty true. You don't see a lot of old gals on film unless they're playing the old gal. And it's like every fucking interview you see with uh, Helen Mirren is like, what's it like to be old? And it's so annoying because when you go back to like when she was a hot, young Shakespearean thing in the 70s and these idiot male interviewers are like, can you be hot and cool? And she, yeah. can you talk about this feather I'm wearing? Yeah, can I just not be a part of this? And it's like, it hasn't every, it, everything about her. It's just every, every time there's an older woman or a woman who does something that's in a male dominated film, it's just like, eh, are you sure? That's all people uh, can do this. She's of a certain age. I can barely see her anymore. Like that's what it becomes, especially obviously in, in Hollywood. Yeah. She's vanishing to dust before our very eyes. <laughs> um, so, in the New York Times article, this is something that Ms. Tor uh, kept bringing up, is that, um, so there's this other, her male counterpart, or uh, an anchor who's been at the station for a comparatively long amount of time, uh, Pat Kiernan, when he had uh, celebrated 20 years at the network, NY1 promoted the anniversary with an ad campaign. Uh, and on-air segments and promotional food trucks. Um, Ms. Tor, by contrast, with a longer tenure and celebrating 25 years on air with her own daily live show, received no special promotion whatsoever, the, according to the suit. Uh, they also, there were things like, he got this flashy new makeup studio that she was not allowed to use. Uh, and when she won some award, instead of just publishing her picture winning this, you know, news anchor related award, they showed Pat Kiernan <laughs> taking a picture at her award. It's still like him in the front. <laughs> it's like amazing. male anchor Pat Kiernan enjoys co-workers, you know, <laughs> award. Co-worker gross old woman's award. <laughs> And that, and then uh, some of the other women in the suit. There was a Latino and an, uh, a Latina and an Asian woman who are also named in the suit, who were in their forties and fifties. And they said that when they would not be, when they would ask to have an anchor cover for them, 
they would always choose a younger Asian or a younger Latina to, to, to replace them, where it was just like, oh, yeah, we'll do you, but just younger. Mm. Uh, and how they just felt like it was pretty obvious that they were being edged out. Now, that suit has, this was in 2019, that suit has, uh, that has settled since then, and, you know, they don't make the settlement public. But they've just gone their separate ways. I hope the ladies made a nice chunk of change. Me, me, me too. Uh, and I hope that they get to go. Um, yeah, I hope they get to spend that money on uh, things that um, make them feel fulfilled. Yeah. And uh, maybe, maybe just start over in a different country, in a different world. <laughs> that sounds good. Yeah. Where are old women revered? Where is a country we can escape you know, to? I was trying to, I can't, I can't think of a single. Me neither. But you know, with, whenever you ask a question like that, it's always like anthropologists tell of the, of the Wahiti tribe in <laughs> Malaysia. And it's like the Micronesia. And it's like, okay, this seems like a small example. It's like their islands are almost underwater. <laughs> uh, I haven't heard they of like it. women there. They it's like, like okay, I guess I'll go. There. Like, I guess I'll all right. <laughs> um, it's truly never a time for us. Um, so uh that fits in with what we were just talking about with Hollywood and the many Meryl Streep roles. Um, I was reading this very funny list from Vulture of women who you know how they're always casting women as mothers who are a handful of years older yeah. than actors that they're supposedly the parents of. Uh, I think the example that people like to bring up the most for this is Anne Bancroft, uh, who plays the mom in The Graduate. Um, the older love interest is eight years older than Catherine Rod, the actress who plays the <laughs> hot one who he ends up with. In <laughs> Um, Anne Bancroft is way sexier than Catherine Roth. I think we can all agree. I think they're both pretty hot. They're both pretty hot. Okay, look, I wanted to. Be You're doing what Hollywood wants you, know, you to do. You know what, Anne Bancroft? It doesn't need a pat on the head from me. That's Not from uh, two no. nerds. No. <laughs> uh, in 1988, uh, Sally Field played Tom Hanks's love. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. You know about this. I feel like this was also a Tina Fey punchline. I think um, it has to be because <laughs> that is ridiculous. Uh, uh, she played his love interest in a movie called Punchline, which I had never heard of. Mm -hmm. And then in 1994, she played his mom <laughs> in Forrest Gump. It's so not okay. So she is about 10 years older than he is, but it's just, it's so fun. I just like six years, boom. Yep. You gave her a mother. <laughs> um, yeah, and meanwhile, Robin Wright plays Jenny, who I've ne admittedly never seen Forrest Gump. I don't care what anyone thinks about me not having I think seen that's it. cool. I get the gist. I don't need it. I find Tom Hanks to be very boring and oatmeal-y. Yeah, um, so this Robin, movie would only highlight that. Uh, so Robin Wright is his love interest, I mm -hmm. guess, and she is fully a decade younger than he is. Oh yeah. Uh, so it and this and that keeps coming up where it's like the man can be any very age. Older. Have you ever seen? I only just first watched this 
uh, this weekend and because Andrew really wanted to Vertigo, which is obviously a Hitchcock film for all my cinephiles out there. And this is also a notorious miscasting where Jimmy Stewart plays this guy who is about 25 years older than his love interest and they, they were colleagues in college. Like in what living end are you talking about? Yeah. It's just like men really can do whatever they want. And by the way, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, uh, I don't think that they seem to miscast. Like you're definitely a man. Like men are casting directors and I've yeah. seen it with my own two eyes in real life. Men don't think they age. When you, I have in my own life pointed out like, oh, you know, you're to a man who maybe is expressing some kind of interest in me or like, oh, you are the same age as my father. There is such, such a, such a huge uh, ocean of years between us. And he's like, uh, you think I'm older than you are? And it's like, oh my fucking God. Like, I, do. <laughs> I don't think that I look so young. It's like, but I'm talking about like, I'm 26 and this person is 50. And he's yeah. Right? You've experienced it. Oh, I've been on dates with older men of different age gaps from me, and they all think that they're hot and young and cool. And it didn't help that I, you know, am hot and young and cool and was hanging out with them. Yeah. Yeah. Don't hang out with old men anymore. You're helping them. And I feel like you, and I feel like it's easy to fall into that thing where you like you want to be nice to someone and you don't want to puncture their bubble I mean other people feel that way not me obviously but I know that a lot of people feel that way yeah but I I think that you know if I were single right now which thank god I um I would puncture some bubbles I think I I always think about how exhausting it was to be nice to this one old man I'm thinking of, Molly knows. And it's just sort of like, what a waste to make an old man feel young. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's so, there's so much to, to unpack. We won't unpack all that here. Maybe on the Patreon page. Yeah. Oh yeah, that'd be, yeah. It's, uh, Patreon, do you hear an episode called Older Men that uh, Katie has? <laughs> too much time with yeah that's probably would be too long for a patreon episode um and then i was thinking like uh sh- you know shakira and j-lo they uh performed at that one halftime right mm-hmm. i meant to watch it i'm i hear it was scintillating it was but very sexy like, it was very sexy and obviously they both look incredible but like you can't talk about that with also hearing in the same breath and do you know how old these hags truly are and then it really sets the tone that like well why isn't my 40 year old wife that hot you bitch i feel like it (laughs) does put like and i'm not saying i'm not blaming j-lo or shakira they're gorgeous and they should be but it's like stop attaching age and this like sense of wonder that women can like look quote unquote good at any time it's like what okay yeah, she's hot. Your wife maybe looks different. Be chill. I mean, I, I can't. Sorry to keep giving really good, hard-hitting advice during this episode, <laughs> but I'm just doing my best. She's just doing what comes naturally. Yeah. So, okay. So while we're on the topic of people looking young, especially in the spotlight, people who may be influencing us normal gals of what we need to do to manage our faces, 
issues with fillers, Botox, mm. injectables. Heard mm. of them? Oh, sure have. Yeah. I don't think I would do it just because I know that Botox is botulism. Yeah. Um, and it's hard to imagine willingly injecting poison into your face. But then it's like, well, I drink a lot and that's not easy on your liver. Uh, so, you know, what, like, what's one more poison? You know, like, I find myself talking. It's okay not wanting extra poison. It's right. okay to want extra poison. <laughs> Sorry that I'm such a healer. I don't know what's going on with me. <laughs> you truly are. You have a different brand of holistic medicine that I appreciate. <laughs> of New Jersey holistic medicine. Truly. I'm not against any of those things, except I, I was thinking this the other day, how... I watch a lot of TikTok, thanks to Molly, because we did one episode about TikTok and I went on a TikTok spiral and I never stopped. Right. But I do see a lot of people getting lip filler and some of it looks so nice. I'm like, oh, like that actually looks kind of natural. And like, I can see how that gets into my little right. brain. But then, you know, for me, I don't think I would do it now because I do really like how I look and it doesn't matter if I look old or young. I just like my face right now but I'm not saying I wouldn't do something down the line if no. if I was like you know I could see a little nip tuck here and there right yeah and there is something and I think that it is something where it is so common now I said that I said it as a joke at the beginning that I couldn't afford it but having looked into how much it actually costs I could afford it I went to I got my hair done recently by a dear friend of the show and she was telling me how like everyone there as a group gets like fillers and stuff right and I was like oh I guess it isn't that expensive no no it truly isn't it's like I from what I read it's like 400 bucks for a bit boop bop yeah and you're good and sometimes that's all that that'll carry you through for like a while I think a year or six months something like that like, honey, I've spent a lot more on nothing. It's just like getting your oil change now. Sure. Jiffy Botox. Jiffy lube, yeah. Lube your little face. <laughs> so I read a little bit about the history of Botox, and I thought maybe it would interest you. Okay? Yeah, I'm dialed in. I'm it doesn't in. stop me, because God knows we only have so much time left on this earth being beautiful. <laughs> so... Uh, botulism is, uh, I put a type of 19th century food toxin. That's not at all accurate. Uh, it's not, <laughs> it's not limited to the 19th century, but I think it was, I think what I meant was it was identified in the 19th century. It was described okay. by a German scientist who observed that cattle who had ingested bad sausages had developed muscle weakness and droopy eyelids. Oh. Uh, so around this time, they started referring to it as sausage poison. <laughs> yeah, so at around this time there, so food preservation techniques, as you can imagine, we've been doing it since the Stone Age. Uh, I read that gravlox is Scandinavian for grave salmon, which I love. Uh, yeah, I've heard of that. So like smoking, drying, mm -hmm. things, it's all like stuff that you do to suffocate the germs, yeah. get them out of there, and then boom, this, you know, it'll last you for, uh, for, I guess, 
Indefinitely. I don't know. What did we say about being covered in salt the last episode? Oh, that you should do that to babies to see which one is good and which one is bad. Okay. So maybe it was actually. (gasps) Maybe it was. Oh, my God. Has anyone looked into how beautiful those babies were? The problem is with stuff like that, it's like we don't know how many people actually followed this Greek weirdo's advice. For all we know, he was writing this down and no one was reading it. (laughs) Except us many years later. You know, you got to think, like, some of these ideas are so bad that not every ancient person thought that that was okay. But um, what everyone did think was okay was learning how to actually can things. So now we don't have to worry about botulism because when you take fresh food, you put it in a can, you pressure cook it, you get, I think it's like 275 degrees. Oh. and once you cook it to that heat, it kills anything really disgusting. I guess they were just jamming stuff in jars and cans before that and just crossing your Hoping for the best. Hoping for the best. Yeah. <laughs> Preservation of food used to be called hoping for the best. Hoping. <laughs> I also read that infants are more prone to botulism than adults. They think because their little gut bacteria hasn't developed as much. And I kept reading that the main symptom of baby botulism is floppiness. I kept floppiness? Saying, like, yeah, they get floppy. Well, what baby is eating canned food? Well, okay, so it doesn't have to come from canned food. It can oh. so they think that, uh, that some cases of infant botulism have been from honey. So it's something that is in like a tiny amount that would not harm an adult, but because they're a little gut juices that deal with nasty things haven't totally kicked in. That's probably why you can't give a baby honey until it's a certain age. You know, I had also heard that and I didn't know why and now I do. I thought it was, I thought just an allergy, but this makes sense. Right. I always assume it's because it's so sticky and they'll just oh or not know what to do. Well, it could be all of the above. Look, Slather your baby in honey, absolutely, to preserve oh, it. It'll look good, so <laughs> <But> good. <laughs> won't feed it to them no. under any circumstances. Uh, so in 1987, a Vancouver eye doctor named Dr. Jean Caruthers was injecting a patient with Botox to treat uh, a condition called blepharospasm, which is a fancy word for an eye spasm that makes, your, uh, that makes you contract your eyelids like you're blinking really hard. Apparently, some people have that. Mm-hmm. Um, and according to Dr. Jean, the patient became irate that she wasn't also injecting her forehead. And then Dr. Jean said, but your forehead isn't spasming. Why do you want it there? And then she said, well, when you inject my forehead, my wrinkles go away. Okay, so I've read this story in several different places. And mm-hmm. I cannot figure out, like, why would she have injected the patient in the forehead at all place yeah maybe she like missed once She's like oops <laughs> uh, oh, uh, oh i have finger spasms oh, what, a, what a crazy pair we are um but yeah so that that part is not clear to me but i read this in multiple outlets so this is the story we're going with uh so at her husband dr jean's husband dr alistair caruthers who would you believe it, was a cosmetic surgeon. Oh, well. 
I had the patience, uh, he said, and Jean had the toxin. Okay, I'm thinking it over. I think this story is bullshit. I the sounds, and, and the woman, the patient's name was Mrs. Botox, and that's where this all came from. <laughs> yeah, I think that they were just pointing their patients to see what would happen. I think, yeah, I'm sure in, what, late 80s, it makes sense that people were into looking maybe younger skincare stuff. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be shocked if people were just trying things out. So Dr. Jean is still out there in the beauty yeah. cosmetic world, and she's fond of saying, I haven't frowned since 1987. Frown. <laughs> Which, if you see people with cosmetic surgery, they don't frown. Right, it looks so, I think they used to be more heavy-handed, and it was normal to see people, like, have really frozen, really stretched-looking. Yeah. But... Um, now they've sort of, uh, I forget, there's like a method for the technique. Oh, baby Botox is what they call it, where they're a, a little bit gentler now. So it's not as obvious and you don't look as frozen. Yeah, I've seen people who I know have had injections and they look uh, great, natural, just very smooth, not a line in sight. Right. So it's just all about, uh, you know, less is more. A, d a dabble do ya, as they Dabble do ya. So uh, at first, um, oh yeah, so I already said all that. So, okay, so that brings me, cosmetic surgery brings me to the woman who has referred to herself as a poster child for plastic surgery, Share herself. Share herself. So Share to me is an example. It's so interesting because when you and I were first talking about this episode, we were thinking about like, oh, who are our favorite older women? And I thought of Share. And I thought of Dolly Parton and I mm. thought of Taro. And I think, and I thought like these are women who are so, and it, it, they're all entertainers. So obviously your talent doesn't evaporate um, when you turn 30. And they also all still look great. And they also yes. are all, I actually haven't looked into all of them, but they're all pretty open about having had work done or some help. Oh, yeah. It really made me think like, uh, I feel like we're coming around on cosmetic surgery and it used to be like, oh, you know, you're so vain. It's so pathetic to get this. Mm -hmm. But then I look at them and I'm like, no one would call them vain or like clearly. No. And if they did, they'd laugh. They'd say, yeah, I, but I look great. Yeah. And they I want to be just like all three of them. I have a, I have a special relationship with Charo as I think we all know. Um, I comment on her Instagram and she always replies back. <laughs> Here's a hot tip. Katie is, of course, very special and very unique. That said, I've noticed that Charo will respond to most people. To I've many people comment on her Instagram. Comment on, everybody stop listening to the podcast. Go comment on Charo's Instagram. It's so fun. She She's does so fun. workouts and like, oh, I have a healthy cooking recipe for you. And she like uh, cuts up cucumber and it actually never looks that good but she looks amazing so she looks on she really aged like really beautifully and how with with whatever assistance she looks great yeah yeah um so she uh so charo um yeah so she has a great instagram i think that uh share the thing that really sticks with me is her twitter oh it's great <laughs> which is so funny oh also i want to mention share 74 
I think oh, anyone wow. who hears that, their jaw will drop. She's the exact same age as Dolly Parton. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I knew Dolly was in her 70s. Dolly Parton is still putting out, like, also, when I say, can you believe, I don't mean by looks. They are so, like, I don't know. They seem so, uh, like, of the culture still. And I feel yeah. like they really kept their careers right. very relevant. Like, who doesn't know who the fuck Cher and Dolly Parton are? Yeah. And I think that a lot of people want to put down, I guess what I was trying to say before is I think a lot of people want to put down that sort of interest in looks. But it's like, if you're an entertainer, of course you are. And I think that that staying power is related to their interest. In yeah. looking that way. Looking good forever. Yeah, and they will and they do. And there's nothing wrong with wanting to leave a beautiful corpse. That's hell yeah. So Cher has said, like, she's had a facelift, but who hasn't? Um, she, like I said, she has referred to herself as a poster child for plastic surgery. But to this day, in spite of all the beautiful things I just said, Gossip rags still love to say, like, she's ruining her career with her excessive procedures. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, she's, I don't think Cher's crying herself to sleep at night. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I also, Joan Rivers is another celebrity who spoke a lot about all the very obvious cosmetic work she had had done. Um, and she, like, some of the jokes that I liked were, I wish I had a twin so I could know what I look like without plastic surgery. <laughs> John rocked. I have, I've had so much plastic surgery, they should donate my body to Tupperware. <laughs> I really always appreciated Joan. I think I like gals like her and Cher and Dolly, who's also very funny about her looks. Because I think, you know, also I think, I don't, I'm probably, I'm, I am misquoting her. I'm not even trying to quote her. But a lot of what Dolly says in interviews, even when she was younger, because I think she's so voluptuous and blonde and pretty, and she's always been that way, that I think she's sort of, you know, tried to make light of that. So maybe it isn't like the biggest focus all the time. Right. And, you know, when her famous quote of like uh, saying she always wanted to look like the town, the hooker or forget the, right. what phrasing but you know she's like I like looking cheap it costs it's expensive to look this cheap yeah. and I just I like that that's my, like that's my kind of gal through uh, I remember there's some interview where someone said oh how do you do your hair and she said I don't know I'm never there <laughs> yeah yeah oh she's good got a lot of zingers about and I feel like maybe that I feel like the lesson they're teaching us is own whatever you do, because all that matters is that you uh, are still getting out there and doing what you want. Yeah, agree. And whatever gets you there, gets you there. And, it, and a lot of like criticism, just know where it's coming from. And it's a weird society of people who don't always get it. Yeah, don't always get it. And when we say people, we mean Mostly, frankly, I was about to say men, but really, it's other not. women are horrible. Was, that's why I said people. I think men can't help themselves, and I think women, we've all been unfortunately trapped into thinking certain things are attractive versus not. You know, it's, it's an endless cycle that I hope a lot of us can work through. Right. Uh, yeah, Catherine Deneuve at the beginning of the episode. Oh, it's your face or your ass. Like, shut up, Kathy. Yeah, shut up. Sometimes it's all or nothing, baby. I've read a couple other quotes from her. Let me tell you, she only says mean stuff. Yeah, so see, 
some people just don't get it and that is okay who knew that we hated Catherine Deneuve so much? I, don't, I honestly couldn't even tell you who she is. I mean, neither. I just know. French actress. Um, so, my, uh, my okay, my favorite aspect of Cher 2021, uh, she is on Twitter. And when I say she's on Twitter, I mean she invented Twitter. As oh, she's the CEO of Twitter, for sure. CEO of Twitter. Um, her tweets are very, very funny. Often on purpose, which is one of those people where it's like, it's not like she's even trying to be funny. She's just such a, such a pistol. She's such a pistol. And she always types in all caps. Right. And there is a little bit of that thing of like, she is 74. And that comes through in her tweets where it's like, she doesn't tweet, you know, like, like millennials do. She tweets like an older person. Sometimes it seems like famously she tweeted, what's going on with my career my, <laughs> my theory behind that is she was trying to google herself that's my only theory yeah she is one of the only like one of the few celebrities i think actually tweets for herself i think she's always yes. on her phone i think she's always tweeting something i really like to do is retweet her and be like me too or like same yeah. or i'm in the same boat as share because she's yeah. so unrelatable because she's share Right. Um, they're so very silly and cute. Yeah, she. you can always tell when her publicist is tweeting for her because it's the only one where yeah. it's kind of coherent and there are no emojis. Yeah, oh, she Check loves out. emoji. <laughs> Check out my latest offering. It's uh, on sale right now. I was like, we know it's not. <laughs> um, yeah, some other favorites. Um, I liked what you... Sometimes she'll just put, like, something is going on with my iPad. Then other times she'll be like, oh, my iPad did something weird. Maybe it freaked out because it knew a fabulous diva was touching it. Yeah. Um, she's also not afraid to fight people or to get in fights. With oh, yeah. She'll reply. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's a reply guy, I say. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. She tweeted a picture of herself in first class and it's just like you know first class and then her foot is in the bottom right frame and she's wearing an open-toed shoe and someone retweeted this picture and said wow she has an extremely long second toe which <laughs> is already weird to say she replied bitch brownie face emoji my toes rock tell me that's not me tweeting when i'm 74 <laughs> <laughs> uh, someone else tweeted at her, I'm sure you're losing many fans with these stupid tweets. Many lost respect for you. Stop talking shit, you stupid cow. Uh, and she retweeted that with the words, sayonara, butt face. <laughs> something about <laughs> the woman who's saying, do you believe in life after love? Calling someone a butt face. Butt face. <laughs> Puts me on a different planet. Made she of really rocks. I love her. Uh, yeah, and man, her and Char, and actually Dolly, they could all really go toe to toe in terms of just like getting sucked down this rabbit hole of that, of, like them performing in the seventies, and then you know, I don't think you know, obviously they don't tour or perform as much anymore. But then just seeing like God, they've still got it. 
They've still fucking, oh my God. If you watch Charo's little workouts and her little cute body bouncy, you're like, what in the hell? Yeah. She's just, yeah, they're all, they're, we're, we're not really talking about women. We're talking about uh, angels. We're talking about genetic angels, but I will say, I, so obviously I wanted to use examples for celebrities because those are people we all know, but I hope that the larger point we're making is that it's not just that they look really good still. It's no. They look really good because they want to perform forever because that's who they are. And you don't stop being who you are when you get older. No. If anything, you become more yourself. God, that is so true. That is infinitely true. That's the thing that I've noticed with myself, people oh, yeah. around me, where it's just like, you think like, oh, I've gone through this metamorphosis since I was a teen. But then you hear people describe you as a child and you're like, no, I think I'm reverting back to how I was when I was four. <laughs> because that's when I was the most me. Yeah, I think we are, uh, as you, I mean, this is something I think a lot of people say, and I hope this doesn't make anyone roll their eyes. But I think when you hit 30, you do start to realize like what you'll put up with, what you like, and this is not about looks, just in general. And then from there, you can get into the comfort of like, what does age mean to you? Um, and it's kind of all up to you. It's a personal journey. Personal journey. <laughs> Um, yeah, so Katie, with that, I'm going to ask you the most profound question of this episode. Okay. Your face or your ass? I don't think I'm at risk of either being not good. <laughs> got okay. a plump ass, got a sweet little face. I'm fine. But I think if I ultimately had to choose, my grandmother always said, you can't fix ugly. So I'm going to stick with my face. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I would, I would, I would say about, uh, I'm fine with my face. I'm fine with my ass. If I could swap Cher's ass for my face, I'd yeah. sign me up. I'll pay any yeah. amount. Take yeah. all my money. I, yeah. I, yeah. I, I hear you. <laughs> So